<laughs> Welcome to Trek to the Holodeck, everybody. It is Sunday, March 5th, and it is finally getting sunny again in Los Angeles. It, it is literally it, is it's raining, raining this morning. today. <laughs> Not for me. It's sunny outside. Oh, it's drizzling what? in in West Hollywood. So. <laughs> and, and in K-Town. But aren't you in just uh, Thai Town, basically? Me? Yeah. No, I'm in Los Feliz, baby. I'm in, like the heart of Los Feliz. The heart of Los Feliz. What's your your address again? Nine zero zero two seven. Ten zero zero two seven. I'll give the I'll give the uh, the area code. That's a big enough swatch uh, if, of if, LA. If, if, if Mark <laughs> can cut out the OnlyFans content, <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying that just to ruin Mark's life. Saying I'm in Los Feliz is a smaller. Uh, is like a smaller swatch of LA than saying nine zero zero two seven. I was gonna say your yeah. area code is a huge, huge location. <laughs> <laughs> or not your area code, your zip code. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm Jan. Oh, we're doing this still. I'm Darius. I'm Mark. Somebody might might be starting no, to listen. It's a good idea for we, sure. And Dylan's not here. He's in Denver, where it is freezing. Denver Dill, that's what we call him. Denver Dillon. Yeah. I thought he was in Santa Fe. He told he me went, he was in Durango. Which is Colorado. Sorry, it's not Denver. My bad. Um, Durango. is yeah. right. Durango Dillon, it's still He flew is, into Denver and he drove nope, up to Durango. Flew, in, flew into Santa Fe, which is where you got Santa Fe, Jan, and then drove up to Durango. That must have been like a six-hour drive or something. He said it wasn't that bad. He said it was better than flying straight into Colorado. Yeah, he's also like 27 and things like he can sit in the car for six hours and be like, it's not that bad. I Just can sit in the car for swapping cassettes hours. out. <laughs> Mark, I can sit in a car for a while too. I don't I don't think that's an age thing. I think that's just a personality. <laughs> I've done I've done East Coast to West Coast three times now. And uh-huh. I, it's, I can't do stuff like that yeah, anymore. But like six hours isn't that bad. Cause like I, I, I literally drive from Southern California to Northern California quite often. And that, yeah, that is about six hours, I guess seven and right. a half. If you'd go into where me and Dylan are from. So it's like, you can bang out a seven and a half. Right? I guess that's yeah. fair. Where I lived in Tallahassee down to my, my grandparents house in South Florida, that was about seven hours. So that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Florida's too long. Santa California Fe to is just is as long. Hours. Yeah, did you just say that? <laughs> no, California Florida is too is long longer. for what what as a state it offers. Like California, okay. yeah. well, I'll, get, I'll give it offers that. a whole lot of different <laughs> state and a lot of economic value and a lot of political value and well, I guess you could say disvalue. And, and, um, but like Florida is just no offense, Mark, but offense is a disaster. Georgia is just as long as Florida. It's not just as long, but Georgia it's is not. Georgia from the top of Georgia to the bottom of Georgia. That is an eight hour drive. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Let me check my notes here. Uh, <laughs> let's see what states went to. Okay. The Democrats. Let's see who went to high school with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, nobody here. Um, so Marjorie Taylor Greene <laughs> transferred from my high school. Who went to the same high she school? Fucking cut it. Who went to the same high school as Marjorie 80s. Taylor Greene? Uh, who is the sa- who went to the same alma mater as Marjorie Taylor Greene? Okay, but like that would be like punishing everybody who went to the same art school that Hitler got kicked out of. Okay, I went <laughs> to really... the same high school as Wayne Brady. 
who's who's in a better category here improv boys it's really fun it's really funny to watch two liberal people try to argue whose state that they're from is worse when you're from california <laughs> my husband also went to the same high school as marjorie taylor green so you're from that area of california that starts getting red the deep the more rural oh, you get oh yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. definitely but i'm also like 40 minutes from like what was the hippie capital of the world? Yeah. So is a weird place in that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but all those just... all those hippies now vote for Donald Trump. So Oh no, yeah. They're all fucking crazy now. I get that. <laughs> not, all Mary Ann not all of them. Yeah. Not all yeah. of them. Uh yeah. If you if you grow, if you drive fifty minutes east, it feels like Georgia. Yeah. Uh, slash Florida. Like it, it it's really strange. Anywhere like I, I, anywhere where your population density drops by like twenty percent, you yeah. start to get into that area of like don't take my guns away and fuck the liberals and wokeness. And you're like, what just happened? They're coming for my <laughs> gas <Yeah>. stoves. <laughs> I gotta have my big big truck. <laughs> uh speaking of big trucks uh that you might buy new off the lot <laughs> Uh, in this episode, we see a big truck spaceship uh, in its early days. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, it didn't but work. But the, the big truck in its early days uh, was like brand new, and you're getting you're getting like the the VIP treatment while you're getting the the showman to walk you or like the car guy to walk you around yeah. it. Oh yeah, because it's so big that you can walk around in it. And you're like, don't worry, I've been looking at this truck for like a year. I know everything about this motherfucker. I know more about this than you know about this. And you know what I know? I know if you press this button right here, it tunes it to my favorite podcast. And you press the button and you get it in just in time to hear. Disengage the safety protocols. Now that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. It's okay, we'll see. Jumped in it out. You didn't even say. You didn't even say. Uh, Buckle in. The name of the episode. But they no, know. They we'll collect. get to it. They Dylan's collect. not here, uh, so we get to do whatever we want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dylan, the the traditionally our, our most organized, <laughs> yes, traditionally uh, our most organized member of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's great is Dylan never listens to the podcast, so he doesn't know no. what we're saying nope. about him. No, ever. Um, <clears throat> we, we, he's such a cool guy. <laughs> He'll never know. <laughs> what a cool we're, guy. We're doing relativity. <gasps> Star Trek. Excuse me. Mark. Oh excuse you. Start. Mark. We're doing. Re <laughs> we're doing relativity. Star Trek Voyager season five, episode 23. And it came out 12th of May, 1992. Yeah. You're the monkey. It was a 1992. This predates Dylan. But this is your year, isn't it, Darius? No, I'm 90. Or even Wait, older. what year did you say this came out? 92. No. 99. I was going to say, this is Voyager. Voyager <laughs> did not come out in 92. <laughs> I, 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 my brain is not great. Okay. Hey, I went along with it. I was just like, great. Yeah. I, I was awesome. like processing and I was like, mm, I don't think so. 
Now, I think between the three of us, we might be able to get through maybe, this episode yeah. without too it was, many errors. It was a yeah. rough episode. I'm not going to... Will, I will tell you, the holodeck is very relative in this episode. <laughs> I skipped right past it twice. Yeah, did the same <laughs> We also thing. were like, wait, what? <laughs> I had At one to, point, uh, Mark looked over to me and said, we've already done the holodeck. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> when? I texted, I texted you all this morning and was like... Is there holodeck in this? And then I had to immediately go to Memory Alpha, find yeah. the page, do Command F, search holodeck, and then read where in the episode the holodeck was, and then skip back to that point. Yep. It's, yeah. Uh, it is marginal. Especially with time travel episodes, which I already am not a huge fan of, because they get so in the weeds oftentimes. Um, and this one in particular gets really in the weeds. And so when they're jumping all around and you're like looking, you're special because we we're like looking for the holodeck and then it happened and then it ended and we were like, Oh, that was in the holodeck. We didn't even realize it. So yeah. Yeah. The only reason I ended up finding out was because he says, meet me in the holodeck when you're yeah. done getting your briefing. It's or, so he says quick. like hollow simulation or something. And I was like, I missed it the first time. Red Memory Alpha, and it's like, you know, after this point, she meets him in the holodeck, and I was like, oh, he said it. But it's so skipped over, and I'm so yeah. out of it at this point that, like, I missed yeah. it. Yup. Who who wrote this uh, In the Weeds time travel episode? Banger. Are you saying that knowingly? Or no, are you saying that out of no curiosity? Clue. Out of curiosity. Because going to blow your mind. Going to blow your mind, buddy. Is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, for one thing, it's not it's it's a it's a it's a you know a writer's room collaboration. No, I know, but who's who's the credited writer on this one? The story is by Nick Sagan. Carl Sagan. Yes. Is it Carl son? Sagan's son <laughs> wrote what came up with the story and then co-wrote it with Brian Fuller and Michael Taylor. The oh telephone. my god. Which is why your your head spins around while you're trying to follow this <laughs> this episode. What did I mean, Nick Sagan go on to do with his life? So I looked this up because I was super curious. Yeah, yeah. He did five episodes of Voyager, two episodes of TNG, and he was a novelist. Like he and is a yeah, he novelist, books, I guess you could say. Writes, but he hasn't written in like a decade or hasn't published in a decade. So well, he probably gets money from the from the <laughs> Carl the Sagan state. estate. I mean, I don't know how much that could really be worth. Does Cosmos make money? Like, what what's the passive income for the Carl? Just the book contact, and I think they were. I mean, I Carl know, Sagan. From, I feel like the name itself probably makes a good amount. I of bet money. he does like lectures yeah. and stuff. I mean, does he sells Chotsky Chotskys like little like Cosmos keychains, little Carl or Sa- little Carl Sagan bobbleheads that you put Funko on your- Pops that are worth zero dollars. <laughs> I saw an art. This is a diversion. While Mark, I looks did this see up. this article um, too. I saw this. Um, that there's thirty million dollars of Funko Pops are being buried in a landfill, and I was like, "You mean zero dollars? No, it has 30, no value. Yeah, thirty million. Like it's not thirty million dollars worth of Funko Pops. Are it's they zero bury, Are they burying them in the landfill to create scarcity? Is like Funko Pop <laughs> doing that? I don't know. It's kind of like that ET Atari game. You know what I'm talking about? Where they had to do. They did that. Yeah. Because it was such an awful game, and yeah. they they made too many of them. Well, that's what I'm that's what I'm wondering. Or is it more like uh, they just realize people are throwing their Funko Pops away, and are like, "Well, this this could be worth money." Um, 
kind of like how that guy like uh, ended up throwing away his hard drive that had all that Bitcoin on it. Oh God! And then he realized like what he did, and so he's been spending literally probably the last like decade uh, trying to excavate this landfill to find his hard drive because there's right. like probably like hundreds, hundreds of, millions of millions of dollars on it. Oh, and so he was basically saying he like told the city he's like. I will give you part of this money if you help me find it. And like straight up has been excavating a landfill trying to find his hard drive. I'm like, dude, you have gone too far. (laughs) And even if he finds it, the chances that that plate is uninjured, that you can like pull (laughs) the data off of it. Uh, Yeah. I can't find anything that he's done, uh, that Nick Sagan has done. When the inhabitants of Earth, uh, I'm not getting a ton of information here about like, if they're going to do anything productive with, you know, like sometimes landfills, you can create like islands and stuff. Uh, but I also don't know how much a Funko Pop supposedly sells for. It's, they're just it? vinyl, right? They just make them out of vinyl. Yeah. They're like, I think like six bucks. I don't know. 2. I mean, 2.7 million. Funko Pops, them. Funko Pops are definitely the beanie babies of our time, right? Well, beanie babies are going to pan out, Darius. You just wait. Just the I know, clock's you have ticking. a whole room of them. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> the shelves, the shelves next to your TV are just like covered with Beanie Babies. In Beanie Babies. Yeah. <laughs> At least Beanie Babies were like soft and something that like a child could cuddle or something, you know, like something that they could get a value. It's not just something sitting. I mean, some people treated it that way, but like there is like an intrinsic value to like a stuffed toy yeah. of, of being, of being a comfort. The, Whereas a Funko the, Pop Funko is, Pop is like a rubber no. duck. Like I feel like a kid could have it like in the bathtub. Funko Pop to me is the epitome of selling nostalgia. Yeah. Mm. Like yeah. let's take what you really loved as a kid and put it into this new form factor and then charge you money for it. Yeah. I, there's yeah so yeah um who did the music unfortunately everyone's favorite marjorie taylor green fan oh jesus we don't know if he's a fan of marjorie (laughs) taylor green everyone's favorite donald trump fan (laughs) dennis mccarthy he's not even denny Denny mac Mac anymore he's dennis mccarthy he doesn't get a cool nickname dennis mccarthy is definitely the republican dad name yeah (laughs) No longer cool guy. <laughs> He's not cool. Not Denny Mac. I'm not even gonna give him Return of the Mac uh, theme song this time. We'll give him like a we'll like, like a Susan March or something like that. We can. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> no. <laughs> he doesn't even deserve the time that it takes to edit that in. <laughs> it's Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Dennis McCarthy. <laughs> you know what? Right, I will say. I didn't even notice the music in this one. So he didn't even do that good of a job with this one. <laughs> well, let's be real. The reason that he was brought on to replace Ron Jones was because his music was less noticeable. Yep. I know. The only times we've really noticed <laughs> his music is when it gets really jazzy. Cause he's, Dennis McCarthy was brought jazz on. Jazz background. Dennis know? McCarthy was brought on to be a uh, milk toast yep. version yes. of-, <laughs> of Ron Jones. Because Rick Berman thought that he was too much. <clears throat> I will say the Generation soundtrack's pretty good. But it's basically a Deep Space Nine self ripoff. Okay. Let's do the runabout. We'll recap the episode. Do we say directed? Alan Eastman. Sorry. All right, Eastman. Sorry, Alan. I don't think I've ever... I, I feel like that's a name I've heard. I don't know if I've heard that name. 
Alan Eastman. He's from Manitoba. Manitoba. Another Canadian. Yep. Where in Manitoba? <laughs> of course, it's, this is obviously written by an American. It just says Manitoba. So Classic. he's from the entire province of Manitoba. Yeah. Aren't we all? The, the, the person who wrote that was like, what, what the fuck is Manitoba? Manitoba. Where's Manitoba? Manitoba, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had to do a Google search, Manitoba. It's like, oh, it's a place in Canada. And then that's the furthest they went. Yep. Unless it's like Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. Uh, you very rarely yeah. are going to say more. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I will say, though, Canada has some of the funnest names for uh, for cities. Like oh, yeah. Thunder Bay. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Canada's, Toronto. Uh, or or sometimes it's uh it's something like a goose bay or you know, like they're just <laughs> yellow knife. It's great. Um, a lot of times they're translations of of indigenous names. Sometimes they're just straight up the indigenous names for things stolen. Like Canada itself just means village. Yeah. Kamloops, British Columbia. Kamloops, that's a good one. Yeah. Northwest yeah. That was Territory. where the Scotties were this year. Uh, I lived in the capital of Saskatchewan, which is unfortunately pronounced Regina. Yep, Regina. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's also Saskatoon, Saskatoon, which is such a fun thing to say. Again, great names. Okay, let's do the runabout. Are we calling it the runabout now? I thought we it was the roundabout. For, well, I think that was what I had originally written, but then somebody said the runabout. I said runabout and, for DS9 episodes, but we can call it runabout. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it should always be the runabout. I love runabout. The runabout's great. Because it's great. It's let's, do the, let's do the roustabout. Let's do it. I'm never going to say Roust. it right. <laughs> the let's do the route. dick around. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll start, I'll start the dick around and you two st- <laughs> okay. end it. Okay. Go. Me, Mark, Darius. <laughs> Okay, I don't quite remember really how this even started, but there seems to be some sort of emergency on Voyager, and Seven of Nine is secretly in the background of a lot of scenes, but she's wearing a Starfleet uniform, which actually looks really great on Jerry Ryan, and they should have just put her in a normal uniform for the whole series. Uh, But there's some sort of time shenanigans occurring. She dies. And then she goes to, um, and then they go to present day Voyager because they were at dry dock before. Um, and they, um, th- there's like time shenanigans going on. There's a ping pong ball that gets stuck in the middle of the air and then Voyager blows up and they pull current day seven into the future and they give her time training um, and show her there's a bomb and then they put her to. It's the time ship relativity and they, there's the bomb in the thing and they get, uh, she finds who's going to do it, but she doesn't. They have to pull Janeway in. Janeway goes and captures him. It's the captain of the relativity who ended up doing it in the end. And you don't know when the holodeck scene is. Nobody bangs. Nobody bangs. Got three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mark kind of got it all towards the end. It felt like I wasted a lot of time, and I think you two overcompensated. <laughs> you didn't say much. <laughs> I really didn't. I, I just was I, like, uh, seven's I think, there, I think. I think Robert Duncan McNeil played ping pong at some point in college or something, because yeah. he's got that like underhand grip where you're like, where you're like, oh, you're doing that to be cool, but then he's like, not too bad at it, so you're like, oh, you spent some time doing it. Like, <laughs> It definitely feels like 
at some point, you know, around season four, the Voyager <laughs> writers room went back to the actor resumes and they looked at their list of skills, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, Robert Duncan McNeil put that he ping can pong. play ping pong. Let's put that in an episode. How do we make these, know? how do we make ping pong look more futuristic? I don't know. Make the paddles all square. Okay. Yep. Great. Yeah. That's it. Make any that's sense. it. That's yeah. all I did. <laughs> my, my question, <clears throat> my initial question was why aren't Tom and Bellana on the same team? Right. Easy, easy. Which Jan one. answered easily. We almost was the answer. Oh, do you want? Yeah. You want so, the well, you what, what was your answer to that? Because that's the question. They would fight even more if they were on the right. same team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second question that came up after was, who paired up Bolana and Harry? How would how would Bolana ever be on like oh like oh Harry be my partner on this team? I was one hundred percent Tom. <laughs> Bolana, yeah. Bolana and Tom were like, hey, let's not be on the same team together. Because that's that's probably like not a good idea. And Tom's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I have the perfect partner for you. And Bolana's like, I shouldn't do this, but okay, fine. And then Harry comes in. <laughs> Harry like walks in. Harry like waddles in. <laughs> like it's because Harry is used to or be like mitigating whatever arguments. Like he knows how to hang with Bolana. But I could see, He's one or, of the people. Tom, the that's true too. I could see it being uh Bolana was actually gonna be with somebody else. And that person either had to like be on shift last minute or something. And Harry had walked in with Tom and Harry's like, right. I can do it. <laughs> Tom scores on Harry and Bellana's like, Harry, get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom and Harry's just Harry's like, his okay. Head, like, <laughs> this is why I don't do this. <laughs> and Tom's like, this is why I don't yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> There's something, sometimes, you know, there are couples who play well together and there are couples who don't. Uh, I don't think they were a couple that play well together. That is part of the fun, though, for them. Uh, also, Neelix scoring it. I think I thought they missed the perfect button there when he, like, earlier in the scene, he's like, what's, they're like, what's the score? 1918. And then when the ping pong ball freezes and finally, like, scores yeah. on Blana and Kim, I think the perfect button that they clearly just cut out was Neelix going 1990? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After the ball freezes in midair. Actually, exactly. Like he still scores it. Would, it. it would like, be 2019. It would be 2018. Oh, because it was, you always it was say Tom's the score of the server first. Gotcha. You're right. Yeah. That yeah, would have been game, think, wouldn't it? I don't know when you, you have to get to 21. I was going to say you played at 21. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, I don't know if anyone there actually like took that into account when they were writing it, but like. Yeah. I, you always say the score of the serving team first. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Well, I think there was a lot of Nick. This is why Nick's not Carl, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a, that score. Yeah. All, <laughs> for all we know, Nick had the ping pong like uh, lingo down and like it was perfect. Yeah. And then Kenneth Brian came in Fuller or and... Fuller came in and just like fucked with it. <laughs> Fuller's like, that's not how ping pong works. <laughs> I know ping pong. I know Star, Starfleet ping pong. Yeah. Th this is, this uh, the thing, I don't mind so much the time shenanigans and, and all the, like, the messiness and the intertwinedness. What bothered me about this episode was that I, at the end of the episode, I didn't feel like I really, there was like a moral or anything. Like I didn't learn anything. Nobody seemed to really grow. Uh, by the end of it, like even Janeway is like exasperated and she's just like, 
guess we've got to do this. You know, like, guess we've got to finish this plot. And that, and that feels to me like the writers were almost writing it that way. And the, you know, like I, I would like for them to get like, get something out of this, like, or like even seven being like, Hey, part of that mission, I was wearing a Starfleet, you know, in the way in chain of command where Troy starts wearing a Starfleet uniform. I feel like that would have been the perfect opportunity for her to be like, it felt right for me to wear that uniform. Right. Yeah. I think I should be allowed to I wear that uniform. Be able to stop wearing these cat suits. Yeah. I can even wear the cat suit under the uniform because I know there's a technical reason why I'm sure. supposed to be wearing it, but like <laughs> I should be wearing a uniform. It's kind of yeah. crazy that I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it did really feel like at the end of that episode, it was just like the classic like wah 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 sitcom ending where he's like, also, stop fucking around with time. You do it too often. <laughs> It's like okay, and she's like, I'll take it under. She doesn't even say anything. But it's like the literal finale of this show is going to be me fucking with time in the hardest way possible. Captain Braxton, him. So it was implied that he had gone insane from interacting with Janeway. Is that? Well, I don't if, know. If you jump more than three times, you start going insane, and he's jumped more than three times. But my question there is the, the ship jumps. So everyone on that ship has probably jumped more than the three times. The ship jumps? I thought they just transported people. No, because isn't there... Don't they have the whole scene where he's like, we're going to this time period, and we're going to the Voyager. <laughs> like, they have that whole scene where he, like the second-in-command is giving coordinates. Right. And I thought that was them jumping. Also, shouldn't there be a contingency on the relativity where it's like, okay, after your third jump, no more jumping. Like, wh why didn't yeah, they take like that a, into consideration when he, like, okay, he can't, so he can't go on missions anymore now that he's jumped three times. It just doesn't, to me, that was a huge plot hole. I was like. It's a, it, and it is kind of like the radiation <clears throat> thing, right? Where you're like, oh, I've been exposed for too long. Like, I'm done. Like, I can't do radiation right. stuff anymore. Um, it doesn't make sense for Starfleet to do it that way. My, I can headcanon a little bit in the sense that like they're in the middle of the temporal cold war. Like that's what's happening. Sure. We only know that from enterprise. Right. Uh, but like there's a crazy ass temporal cold war and they have to do risky, weird shit. And maybe that's why they're being so weirdly irresponsible. Um, and also their technology, like their time travel technology may not be as perfected as it is in the 29th and, 30th century before you know when th when shit got realer um but at the end of the day it's just because it's a fun conceit for this right. episode it's right it's like oh the captain is the turns out twist the captain is the one who's trying to destroy the so, ship we've seen braxton before yes but not that actor portraying him yeah it's portrayed by two different actors but correct did we see this did we see this character in previous voyager Yes, because okay. we were confused about that too. He's in Futures and Part Two. He's the one that basically takes him to or from the nineties, like nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six. Yeah, he's played by a different actor called Royal, I believe. Something Royal. Alan, yeah, Alan G. Royal. Royal. Yeah, yeah. He's from Montreal, so I'm pronouncing it that makes extra sense. French. But yeah, he's probably Anglo. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's where we see him. Uh, he mentions also a third event, which is unspecified. So could people generally hypothesize it's year of hell or um, end game, the, uh, the finale. Yeah. Again, that's an after the fact explanation. 
He okay, so uh the guy who plays him in this episode, Bruce McGill. Yeah. Super familiar face. He's a that guy. He's a that guy. He was in Animal House. He's been in so much. Who was he in Animal House? Um, let me see. Uh oh, they don't they don't say. God damn it. He I'm was on in Memory his, Alpha, but <laughs> sure, yeah. He's like into Insider. He also he often plays like detectives or chiefs, like yeah. top chiefs. He's in Lincoln, yeah. um, which is oh, where I recognize him in, from. Lincoln is one of my favorite right. movies. Um, he's in Miami Vice. He's he's in. Is it your favorite movie? That guy. Is it your favorite movie because of uh, the uh, the actors, or is it your favorite movie because you just like Lincoln? As a I'm a big history buff. So oh, that's my degree is in history. <clears throat> and so I love, and I love um, like period piece movies. So. Um, cool. Plus uh, uh, Daniel, Daniel Day Lewis is awesome. So it's, it's yeah. crazy. He's awesome. Got Lee Pace and Adam Driver. Yeah. too. Yeah. Well, they're in everything. Adam Driver is one of those actors that like before he became famous, he did a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then, like, he became famous. You're like, Adam Driver was in that yeah. movie. 100%. He's like Adam yeah. Driver's Adam like um, that movie, like tele- telegraph <laughs> operator in in Lincoln. Yeah. He's like yeah, a yeah. nobody. <laughs> but he has, he has an important scene though, where where Lincoln's like talking yeah, no, to yeah, him he has about, talking scenes. Like, it's true. No, but it's uh, just like at that time, nobody really knew who Adam Driver right. was. Oh, totally. And, and now the pace you know, was cresting at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely one of those movies that's just like wow. I guess it's Spielberg. You can get whoever you want. Yeah. Um, okay. This is the first episode where we see the Utopia Planitia fleet yards. Oh. Like it's always either a painting or just described in the past, but it's the first time where you see all like the docks and the ships. Uh, I like the ships that they, I like built. that they reference bio neural circuitry in this, but they yes. don't show the gel packs <laughs> at all. They're just like we just need somebody like walking down a hallway sipping on one. (laughs) Like this is their way of like they've completely abandoned that idea, but they still have to mention it because they're in the past. So they just say bioneuro. Anytime we go back to seasons one or two, someone has to be like the gel packs. I wanted them when she went back to when because when she went back to like two years before. before she had come on the ship, I wanted Janeway to be like, are the gel packs okay? Like when they were like, yeah. we have an intruder. Are the gel packs safe? I guess it was like, <laughs> did we pop a gel pack? Did we pop like, a gel pack? Somebody check the bioneural circuitry. <laughs> <laughs> we sprung a leak, sir. <laughs> because by season five, just- by season five, she didn't give a fuck about those gel packs. <laughs> no, I imagine- just like, uh, uh, like, blue goo coming out of a panel in the hallway it's like hey we got a gel pack leak not right even, here not even like that it's like a classic uh like uh ship scene in you know the, a hole gets in it and it just starts shooting liquid <laughs> and someone's like trying to like plug it with their fingers like right it's like we got so, captain i'm detecting 15 gel pack leaks on deck seven <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's just like ensigns just holding check, their hands. Make the sure, pack. Seven, that you check the gel packs when you go back. And she goes, The what? I don't know what, what that is. <laughs> they're on your ship. They're literally on. She's like, I've done Voyager. I've done dozens of diagnostics of the ship and I have not heard of these once. <laughs> gel packs, man. Just the funniest. Somebody's idea. sipping on a gel pack. <laughs> like a Capri Sun. <laughs> 
That's that. Were you on I that episode? I was on that episode. Okay, <laughs> okay. You were on that episode. Okay, good. Just making sure that you were oh. already part of the podcast. Uh, I want to point out that um, Janeway orders bl- coffee black, but never specifies whether it's iced or hot. Like, does the computer just, just like surprise her sometimes? This is the does 90s. The computer, this was like, before iced coffee was a thing. Uh, yeah, it was a thing. It just was. Iced coffee in the 90s was you you brewed coffee, you poured it over ice, and it was bitter as shit. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying you <laughs> were a fancy drink. bitch if you were ordering iced coffee. And Janeway, yeah. she's down to earth. She wasn't. Yeah. She's like salt of the earth. I'm going to shoot you if you get in my way type person. She's not. Right. You can just like, tell by the tone of yeah. voice. This person's a hot <laughs> coffee drinker. Yeah. Uh, I think there's there's a lot of continuity issues. So one of them is Admiral Patterson activates the EMH, uh-huh. but in the per, in the premiere in the pilot caretaker, when the EMH is activated, he says this is the first time that he's activated. So. Huh. The easy ex- uh, the other inconsistency is that the coloring of um, the briefing room has that teal edge as well as the bridge and mm-hmm. stuff, which is does not occur until season four, I think. Which is why I, when I was watching, I was like, I don't remember it being teal. Uh, and the other thing <laughs> is the transporter pad on Voyager is the TNG transporter yeah, pad, I noticed that. and that's super weird <laughs> that it's the TNG one. And my only explanation for this is that. There's also other time traveling that was occurring that changed the timeline enough for these yeah. little differences to occur. Yeah. It's easy when you do time travel episodes to just be like, ah, there's it's a glitch yeah, in the timeline. Yeah. Glitch in the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, Lodare said iced coffee is awful. Uh, beg to differ. Um, beg to differ. As a proud <laughs> homosexual, I only drink iced coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it has to be like cold brew. Like it has to be done right. I can't do cold brew. What? No. But you do iced coffee. Pure iced coffee. No. What? No. Black? What do you say? What do you mean when you say pure iced coffee? Yeah. It's it's uh, it's because to me when it's diluted in water, that's not pure iced coffee. No, I yeah. need iced coffee. Cold brew is too strong for me. You're not answering a question. What do you mean when you say no, iced coffee? No, it's iced coffee. <laughs> I, I take it. I take it. it with. I take it with a little bit of half and half. How? How do you oh make God, the iced Mark. coffee? A little bit of half and half. How do you make two it? Sugar, two Splenda. Um, I, I I brew a pot of hot coffee the night before. Okay. okay. Pour it um, into my coffee mug. Uh-huh. Put it in the fridge overnight. The next okay. morning, add my um, half and half and my Splenda and ice. Take it to work. So it's chilled coffee with ice in it. <laughs> no, it's iced coffee. Uh, it's iced I was a barista for I was a barista for three <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark is making iced coffee. I'm making He's pure not, iced coffee. I'm not doing cold Mark's brew. Mark's not making. Don't, don't Mike, use the word pure. Mark's, don't use the word pure. Mark's not making like '90s iced coffee where you make hot coffee and just straight up pour it over ice. Right, right, like, right. You're you're making hot coffee and then chilling it down slowly. Yeah, that's fine. It's still bitter as shit, but you're <laughs> you're adding a yeah, bunch you, of sugar and, and sweetener to it. So, it, but I'm not doing. I'm also not doing cold brew where you're making cold coffee. Right. Well, cold brew can be room temperature to cold. Right, right, right. But cold brew, I don't think cold brew is ever hot, is it? No. Right. Uh, You can take, you can do cold brew, concentrate cold brew, then take that cold brew 
and put it in hot water and make a hot sure, coffee. Sure, but it doesn't, it never starts out hot. It's always It never cold. brews hot. Yeah. It never brews yeah. hot. And it takes about 18 to 24 hours. Yeah. It's pure iced coffee, Mark. I'm saying <laughs> if you go to Starbucks and you order iced coffee, they're not giving you cold brew. They're giving you iced coffee, which is generally made the night before or early in the morning, made hot coffee. What? turned into ice let's be honest if you go to starbucks and you order coffee you're not getting coffee you're, you're getting yeah. you're getting a semblance of coffee with a bunch of milk and sweetener it's like going to mcdonald's <laughs> and ordering chicken nuggets you're not getting chicken nuggets. you're getting you you're getting actually chicken product fried chicken product. you're ordering <laughs> mick nuggets they never promised you chicken <laughs> no well exactly there's fish yeah. in there babes there's fish in there <laughs> it's mostly pink yeah. slime anyways uh this was our very annoying LA talk about coffee. <laughs> I'm from I'm from North Florida. Coffee is coffee. <laughs> there's there's nothing in this episode to talk about, so we have to find other things. <laughs> I'm trying to oh, a thing that was bothering me a lot is or maybe tickling me a lot was how everybody was using the, these Latin time phrases God. and idioms. <laughs> Like, it's just a cultural thing on this stupid ship that's all based on time travel. And everybody's like, you know, time flies. It's like, shut. Literally, Gary, if you say that one more time, <laughs> I'm going to snap your Tempest neck. Tempest Fujit. Tempest Fujit. <laughs> you well, only you know, live you twice. Didn't even pronounce it correctly. It's Tempest Fugit. Fugit. If you took Latin. Yeah, you say your G hard. You say yeah. your G hard. We no all softies. took Latin here. All three of us took Latin. We, we know how this is happening. Oh, God. Um, and we learned, I, surprisingly enough, in a Catholic school, we learned Latin to be pronounced not in the Catholic way. You learned it the pro the proper like academic Roman way. Ap academic way, right? Because like there is a difference between how you pronounce ro Latin based yeah. off of the Roman Catholic Church or the academic way. Sure, the Roman Catholic yeah. Church just likes to make it sound Italian. It's ridiculous. yeah, that's that's the thing. Like it, when Pope Francis speaks it, and I know he's from. I was going to say, but like he makes Pope, it sound a little what, Spanish. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same thing. Yeah, they just want to make it sound Italian because right. um, that's how they learn it in the clergy. Yeah, um, Seven and um, Ryan has one of her most human moments in this episode. When she WebMDs herself, diagnoses oh, I was, herself. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> when she I, has, I meant to bring up WebMD. She has her little aphasia moment and we she's all like, had the same I thought. have this like, this super obscure <laughs> disease. <laughs> yeah. And do the doctor's like, don't, uh, don't, um, consult the database consult me and she goes you are the She's database like, you are the database <laughs> like, what are you yeah but i'm the database about, with two dude. legs and context yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but are you doctor i feel like you <laughs> it was a great moment for her i really enjoyed that he just yeah. loves her yeah he just secretly but yeah her web emptying herself is so great she's uh she's such a virgo she's uh such a virgo uh then on the flip side, because they came up with this name for this disease that I don't remember what it was called, that she thinks that she has. And then for the rest of the episode, Nick Sagan is writing, I don't know, space sickness. <laughs> and everybody's, everybody's got a bad sick. case of this space sickness. You got time dysphoria or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, bro. Space sickness. You gotta you 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 feel nauseous and tired. Space sickness. <laughs> Um, let's see here. And they, I do they, love that. I do love that Janeway was like, no, 
that's not what this is. I I literally never get this. I'm fine. She's like, I've been on a ship for 25 years. I'm not space sick. <laughs> like, here, take some Dramamine. No, no. <laughs> Look into this a little bit more. Uh, let's see. This is the eighth time depicted in Voyager that Janeway dies of nine. So eight of nine. And this is the final time that the Voyager is depicted being destroyed in Star Trek Voyager. So this show, they really played with that. Killed Janeway and blew up the Voyager. Should have zero narrative impact at this point. But they still do it. Jane, uh, Janeway and Voyager are the superheroes of Star Trek ships. They really like, are. Like They just are way OP and just will can die and come back to life as much as they want. They have the plot armor, yeah, like way more than any other ship. Because you know what? Say what you will about the Enterprise D and all the, the things that it gets into, but at least like the whole team is always solving problems. Whereas it's usually like really Deus Ex Machina with Voyager, or it's just like, I don't know, put a phaser in Janeway's <laughs> hands and she'll figure it out. Which literally they did it Which, in this episode too. Can I can I bring up the fact that uh that scene where they're like chasing uh, uh, Seven is chasing Braxton. Braxton and Janeway like pulls everybody to duck down and then stands back up and then ducks back down. I was like, that's not Janeway. Janeway would immediately <laughs> grab someone's phaser and yeah. like joined in the chase. She would have she, didn't, she doesn't have to head. know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't have to know. She just knows someone's getting chased. She's following that chase with a phaser. <laughs> Janeway is like Wharf where she's like tapes phaser rifles under platform, yeah. like all over the Voyager. But you have to remember that this is like her first day on Voyager in the timeline at this point. So That's she true. hasn't had the opportunity to hot, to stash away her if, phasers. If yet. I'm writing this scene though, as a comedy scene, uh, what happens is she reaches into the wall. Like she pulls a panel off the wall, reaches in, pulls out a gel pack, throws it away, <laughs> reaches in, pulls out a phaser and then continues. <laughs> she pulls out a gel pack, lights it, throws it. And then it just like explodes. <laughs> God, they, that's totally, they should have found a way to make gel packs weapon. Like, <laughs> all right, uh, we're being boarded. People are like, got it. Just pulling the panels out the wall. Pull, <laughs> just lighting up. You don't know it. And she like cuts it open, squirts it on. You don't know it. You've just been <laughs> covered in acid. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what's exactly is the gel scene. pack? I see people drinking them and it doesn't kill them. Oh yeah, when you drink it, it's No, but fine. on your skin, it burns your skin. It's horrible. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, it's bioneural. Yeah. That does not explain anything. You're just using buzzwords. Bio, what does bioneural even mean? It's a gel pack. Oh, it's gel pack. Oh, man. The, the, the way that they send Janeway back in time without any sort of, like, preparation to... Yeah, make her like look like herself. They're like Janeway. They sent her back. I th did they send her back to season two, or did they send her back to? They dry sent her dust? back with a different haircut. They send her back like to, to the Kazon battle in yeah. season two era. Like yeah. seven, at least wasn't on the ship yet. Like they're sending her back to potentially run into herself, which is like a huge no no with temporal stuff. Like right? Can we can also, we can we like mention the fact that like. 
Janeway runs into Balana, and Balana says nothing about her hair being completely different. They, that's Bilana's a crisis situation. Like, oh, you got a haircut. They took like, the time. <laughs> they took the time to get rid of Seven's implants, and they didn't take the time yeah. to give Janeway her like new hair. Like it's yeah. not like they had. There was a time constraint. You, like you can send her back to any point. There, you, there's no rush here. Like <laughs> here's the other thing. Here's the other thing too is we know canonically that Starfleet has the technology to alter one's appearance. Right. Uh-huh. Like this very common. Like you can just get facial surgery and yeah. look like a Bajoran as we found out from <laughs> Gold Dukat. So, a uh, spoiler alert, sorry Darius. Uh, That's fine. Uh, but like they could have just done that. Yeah. You just just do that real quick and you look like yeah. whoever Vorik, yeah. you know. <laughs> just send it back. <laughs> Somebody less Make her look like seven. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but now no, and, and it, 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 there's no reason for it to be Janeway. And also, this is the ship that is supposed to be people who are trained and professional time fixers. You, they should just have a, per, a, a like an ensign from the relativity be like, okay, got it. On it. Let's go. Because <laughs> the reason for Seven to do it, they tried to lampshade it by saying, your circuits are more sensitive than ours, which, by the way, is a load of bullshit. <laughs> you're from the 28th century, like, and your entire job is time stuff. Right, right. right. You should have the tech for this. You should have. You should have your tricorder should have the tech for this. She <laughs> has 500-year-old Borg technology right. leftovers in her brain. <laughs> you know, there's not... Okay. Anyways, Star Trek <laughs> Voyager... Uh, just a, a mess, a mess of a show. <laughs> and yeah, and I think it would be different. It would be different if the show, if this episode handled it well. I don't know. There was some um, uh, minority report elements in this too. Oh yeah, I'm arresting you arrested for a crime you're going to commit. Braxton, yeah. now that they know, like we have this paradox now, now that we know that Braxton is going to commit the crimes, we can just have Braxton not do any more jumps so he won't commit the crimes. It's just, ooh, it was just Here's sticky. the thing. That's how he goes, that's how, he, but that's the beginning of it, Mark. It's how he yeah. goes mad. Is he gets he put in crazy. jail. He's yeah. sitting in fucking jail being like, fucking Janeway. <laughs> he breaks out and goes back in time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so just, it is, it is recursive. So now just yeah. don't arrest him and don't have him do any more jumps. <laughs> but then he'll, but then he'll keep doing jumps and be like, fucking Janeway <laughs> right, and then right. goes back yeah. in time. No matter what you do, he's gonna, he's going back in time. <laughs> yeah. We all know that a time travel in Star Trek doesn't have consistent rules uh there's not a clear like how like when does it branch off and create a new timeline and when doesn't it like kelvin timeline is a branch off timeline mirror universe is at some point i believe it's like in prehistory there's something that occurs that makes everybody crazy like i think there is they literally i think they talk about in discovery where there's like a alteration in mitochondria or something like that that makes people more aggressive and that's the explanation for why the mirror universe is the way it is and yeah. across all cultures versus um the the prime timeline but like what when does it not matter or like we see in um all good things the finale for tng where there's all those uh the three enterprises uh, isn't there one where yeah there's a whole bunch of other enterprises that show up which episode is that that's also all good, all good things. That's all it? good things because like, you have like Riker yeah. on a in like crazy try to destroy Bearded everyone. Riker. Yeah, like he's like yeah. in our universe things are horrible. The Borg take like over the everyone. Borg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Loder says yeah. it's Roman times is when the the mirror universe happens. Oh, it's the Roman times. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Loder. 
the Romans just continue being an empire? Is that what it is? I, 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 I guess so. I think in Disco, they give a, an explanation, though, of, of why, like, it's not right. just cultural. I think, it's, there I is think it happened like a, in Roman times. Like, the mitochondrial gotcha. thing happened in Roman sure. times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we hop to the archive let's while we're talking the about that? There's, there's nothing left to talk about here. <laughs> oh, let's do the guest star shout outs oh, real yeah. quick because we did talk about them. Bruce McGill played Braxton. We already did that. Dakin Matthews played Patterson. He's another like career character actor. Jay Carnes played Duquesne. This is one. This is a standout. He's the lieutenant on the Relativity. He shows up in Picard season two, uh, which I don't know if you've seen Darius. Um, but mm. in Picard season two, he plays the FBI agent who's like the X Files agent. Oh, sweet! That everybody watching this show thought was a crew member of the Relativity. They thought it was a connection, but no, yeah. they just hired the same. Well, actor. and because there's such a time travel element to exactly to Picard season two, everyone was like, "This is how they're going to make the connection." We have this seven, we have Picard, we have this same yeah. guy. It's been twenty years, da, 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 and it was just nothing. And then all yeah. the writers were like, "Oh, fuck. we just dropped the the, the ball. fans are so smart, much smarter than we are. They're so smarter was, than we are." It was a <laughs> Big the guy in casting was like, I found this great actor. And it was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would imagine like halfway through shooting it, uh, Jay Carnes is like, you know, I was already on an episode of Star Trek. Like, really? Yeah, yeah it was it was a, literally about a time, time travel. travel. I was on I was what? I was the I was I was on relativity. <laughs> oh fuck. fuck. <laughs> the fans are gonna be so pissed. He gets, he gets on set, he gets on set, and Jerry Ryan is like, like Jay, how's it going? <laughs> Somehow remembers <laughs> him. What? <laughs> Twenty years later, and then he's like, "Yeah, I was honestly surprised when I read the episode and and stuff, and it, it wasn't. wasn't a, it was a, a different character. Yeah." <laughs> uh, Terry Metalis was like, "Fuck it, next season, just doing TNG. We're just gonna make eight. all the connections. It's about every <laughs> everything will connect. <laughs> everything will connect. I can't, I can't, I can't do this shit anymore." Uh, Josh Clark played Lieutenant Joe Carey, who is. Uh, the assistant chief engineer who loses the job to Balana yeah. early on. Cool. And that's it. Okay. Now we can go to the archives. All right. Accessing Starfleet archives, USS Voyager simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. <sighs> Have you guys yeah, been in uh, the ready room in this, in this timeline? Yeah. Have you been in the the bridge? Completely yeah, what about different it? color? Yeah, it's a different color. Weird. Is it a different color? Uh, that might be a little bit my fault, Tom, because you know how we got here before, like two weeks before we yeah. even launched from Tardock. Yeah, I just was noticing out loud that I said, "Oh, I forgot that there was no paint on the trim of the bridge and the ready room." Uh-huh. And somebody said, oh, it would look really good with some. And I said, oh, no, no, I'm just thinking out loud. And they were like, well, what color would it, would it be? And again, I, I don't know why I said it, but I said teal would be a good color. Right. You and your right. and teals. Just, why do you always suggest teal for things? It's one. It's just... It's a nice color. If we don't have that it's color calming. on Vulcan, it's everything great. is orange and red on Vulcan. I mean, that's so true. for me, teal is it's just like a, a very unique color. So it really stands out to Vulcans. Um, and the blue light kind of, you know, makes it so you're more alert, you know, like yeah. 
exactly on the, on the bridge in the ready room you kind of want to be alert like yeah 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 so yeah i may have polluted the timeline a little bit there but i mean like i'm not the one who did he notice the transporter pad is does is looks like an enterprise transporter pad? that might have been my fault what did you do what'd you do tom Oh, uh, you know, because we came in two weeks before the whole thing. Yeah, dude, the whole like, right yeah, yeah. yeah I, I walked into the transporter room and I was like, oh, shit, that looks like absolute crap. And they're like, what? I'm like, that looks like absolute shit. And they're, they're like, what do you mean? What what looks like it? I'm like, the the, the transporter pad looks like shit. And right, you've like, always hated the way it looks on yeah, Voyager. Right, right, right. But I love the way it looks on, on the Enterprise. And they were like, sure. And the guy who was, you know, putting it together was like, yeah, I mean, I never really noticed it before, but I guess you're right. Like, and I was like, oh, you know, just, it's fine. Just put it in. Like, whatever. Right. He's like, no, I mean, like, what? I have an extra one from, from the Enterprise. Like, we just yeah, didn't put it class. in. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, That's the Galaxy class. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, we just didn't put it in. It's sitting in dry dock right now. Like, it would fit in this space. And I was like, yeah, right. you know, you probably should just go. He's like, no, I think I'm going to. And then he brought it in and, and put it in. And yeah. Wow. So I've been trying to hail the relativity for like weeks now, and they are yeah. like not responding. Do you think it's because yeah. we've fucked with the timeline too much and they're just going to leave us here? Um, I mean, I don't know gosh. why they would. We, f- we figured out who did it. We saw yeah. where he put it. Yeah. And we disarmed it like i just don't know yeah. why they would leave us here yeah we we like we wrote it down i even wrote it down in a log and it's time activated so once it like gets to that point everybody will get a message on their pad sure. so even if we all die they'll right. get a message saying that braxton is in right. that jeffrey's tube planning right the planning bomb. the bomb so so yeah. it's all good like we we're good well i even called them and said hey it's braxton hello 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 and they right. they like just didn't respond now, is it ringing or is it going straight to messages? It does yeah. the do, do, do. Your call cannot be connected. Right. <laughs> right. We might be we might be too far out in the time zone. And then they might have, you know, unplugged yeah. that portion of the communicator and plugged it into a different line. Yeah. So. Well. I don't know about you guys, but I'm having a lot of fun in this timeline. I um, was in the mess hall the other day and they were having uh-huh. a ping pong tournament and yeah. uh, Tom Paris like went to hit this like smash of a hit and I caught it mid hit and I kind of just held it there and everyone was laughing. It was like a lot of fun because they're like, you caught the ping pong ball. That's amazing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, right. And then like I waited for a couple seconds. Everyone's like breaking up laughing and then i just kind of like threw it back but yeah it was fun you know when you do things like that it has an echo there's something called a temporal echo and then it really? occurs again yeah i did not know that i'm I, yeah no like we're not supposed to do anything like that like the transporter pad thing we can probably get away with the the, the paint thing probably get away with it because like what's those the worst is going to happen it's just going to be another transporter pad or another painting job i really like, should have paid attention during the the orientation Oh yeah, there's so much stuff in there. Uh, to be honest, I just looked at an answer sheet that I found, and I just like kind of went down and I just circled the right answers because. Oh, I just circled C for everything. That generally will get you a an average passing grade. Yeah, yeah. You, I remember you passed by like the skin of your teeth. Yeah. 
I'm really enjoying this timeline because I actually wasn't even supposed to be on the ship. Um, so they actually zapped me here and then we got lost right. in the Delta Quadrant. So I'm not on any, any crew manifests. I'm not on any, I don't have any responsibilities. So I just kind of dick around. Go, I was wondering about that. Because go to like, the Hollow we didn't suite. have any Bajorans on the crew. No, yeah, no, yeah. there were some on the Maquis crew, but they're not, they're, yeah. they're whatever. But every time, and every time I remember something, I always remember it and you're like a couple years older than everybody right. else. And like that would be normal in the sense that like, you know, uh, like there's a bunch of different ages on the crew, but yeah. like very specifically, I remember you saying that you were uh, 32 when we were doing your 30th birthday with yeah. a cake that said 30 on it. That was a big... Well, yeah. then I talk about yeah. stuff like the Dominion War and y'all just like have no idea what I'm talking yeah. about. Still don't I, know what that oh, is. Dude, that's what it is because I was trying to remember the other day and I was looking it up and I kept putting in like the Domino War or something like yeah. that. And I just... Because nothing that was That was actually up. 20th Century Earth there were these two pizza joints. One was called Domino's. Right. One was called no, Papa that's John's. What I was, yeah. You're yeah. a big history buff. I went deep down that rabbit yeah, hole. No, no. A lot of people died in that war. Yeah, no, that was big. Um, that was a big deal. Uh, oops, food yeah. poisoning, yeah, space sickness, yeah. food poisoning. They're, they're they, rampant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just get at to kind point, of go do whatever you couldn't I want. Even, at one point you couldn't even order a Papa John's pizza without it having a bomb in it. That's yeah. true. Um, I think, yeah. So the Domino Wars... Oh, sorry, the Dominion War. I still don't know what it, what that really is, um, but I'm sure it was a bad time. Um, yeah, it was. It was pretty fucked up. But I was just waiting to hear. Go ahead. No, uh, so it's, it's this is a pretty great ship. I mean, we. I just I go. I walked on the the hall, pop open a. a a thing, grab a gel pack out and kind of do my thing. Oh, yeah. Tasted the gel packs. The gel packs yeah. are good. We man. still had gel packs at this point, you know, but yeah. everybody drank them by the time you joined the crew. Um, I, I think we might have to take credit for that one too because I feel like the gel packs were going somewhere and then we were all, we got zapped here and we started drinking them and people were like, oh, Yeah, we did cool. start so that kind of, trend. Yeah. It kind of It's not just that packs. either. Like we started the trend, but also, I don't know if you noticed, but Pert has, he just has been selling them like crazy. That's yeah. why he's not here. Yeah. He's started a whole business. He's not he, even on the ship anymore. He's just mm, selling gel packs. He has his own stand at the at the bay at the, the Utopia Plenty Show. Oh yeah, 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 that's true. If the ships dock there before going on their missions to grab right. gel packs that he's selling because everybody's going crazy for him. We only we have limited supply of gel packs. I don't know how, what he's going to do once that. Yeah, no, he's not thinking long term. It's just all short term profit. For yeah, him. that makes sense. Yeah, he yeah. should he should reverse engineer the gel packs in some way and. Yeah, exactly. He needs to think about this thing long term. But he yeah. he keeps saying like we're gonna go, we're gonna get zapped back, and we're and then I'm gonna have all this latinum and like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, not gonna happen at this yeah. point. Can you call it again, McCall? Uh, yeah, uh, McCall to relativity. Yeah, I'm not getting anything. <sighs> I don't think they're gonna reintegrate us, boys. Like I said, y'all have shifts to do. I'm not on any lists. Janeway's never even talked to me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go hit the holodeck and uh, just have a good time. And uh, you know what's really hard? Maybe go to Paxo. It's it's really hard to do your uh, your duty on the ship when there's another one of you here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so like so like I feel like we we and I say we because it's both the Tom spaces are getting promoted very quickly because we're able to do a lot but yeah. he doesn't know that I'm here doing things with him 
kind right. of a thing. Well, you know, you know yourself better than anyone else. Would you do anything about it, or would you just keep coasting on? That oh, I keep success? coasting on it, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I also stole Pert's access codes. That's how I get it anywhere. Oh, that's how <laughs> yeah, you yeah. get into yeah. everything. That makes so. sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw I saw my other Lopec. We looked at each other in the eyes, and there was just sort of this, like, understood, like, oh, this is probably some sort of time paradox. Don't mess with it. Because I've always had, like, since I was a kid, I've, I've thought about this. You know, like, if it happens, if there's some sort of, like, future me or whatever other me, just don't fuck with it. You yeah. know, it's just that's the easiest way to get through the situation. It's just like, you know what? None of my business. They're just doing what they have to do. So, uh, you know the, the thought, only I way it might have been the only way I tell you all apart is by your haircuts. Honestly, well, I was gonna say I thought I thought it might have been that you looked at yourself in the face and thought you were just another Vulcan, and then just went on. Hey, well, first off, that's very racist. But second, thank you for calling us Vulcans and not Romulans. That that's a big that mean that's how I differentiate the, the two Tom spaces. Is that the other Tom space still calls me a Romulan? You call me. Uh, a, a Vulcan. So I mean, I got I, it's a 50 50 stab. I got it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. I'll see you later. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the northern Romulans that have the forehead ridges, <laughs> as established in Picard season one. Is that a thing? Or is it two? I don't remember yeah, that. They, they 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 explain. Oh, that's it right. Because like Laris why, doesn't why, Laris doesn't have the forehead. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because couple, they probably were like, she's too pretty. Yeah, Let's not put forehead ridges on her. Couple things before we hop into rating this thing. Lodaire says it parallels the episode where several enterprises are there, mm. um, yeah. which makes Lodaire. sense. Parallels. Um, and Lodaire said, uh, looked it up in Discovery. They credit the Terrans' malevolence to a shimmeric strain on the subatomic level of the t- in the Terran stem cell which needless to say is bullshit <laughs> we got we got to have Ladair on again and Sounds do all right. Yeah, we need some science <laughs> that's that's some science bullshit a, uh, a, it's either chimera or chimera i don't know a chimera, uh, chimera. Yeah. a chimera is a biological sense in an organism composed of cells with more than one distinct genotype I, I just spoke something I didn't understand, but I was reading it verbatim. So, <laughs> yeah, a chimera, it's a reference to the Greek mythological creature. It has like yeah. the snake's tail. Yeah. The, and all chimera that is also a great episode of DS9. Um, that's the one where it's also um, a great type of tea. Odo meets, yeah. Odo meets oh, no, his sorry, changeling friend who's also played by um, Martok, the guy who plays Martok. Martok. Is that Loss? Is that Loss? Or Loss what, is the name is? of the character, but it's, um, yeah, it's what's his name? Um, Martok. JG Hertzler. It's a certification now. Um, Dope. Uh, let's rate this. Thing. Let's rate this relativity. Should be quick. Dialogue. Zero. I don't know. Zero. There's, there was, they <laughs> I talked don't to remember each other. it. <laughs> so, well, let's talk, let's talk about the scene at least. The scene is, they're in a simulated version of the, the little Jeffrey's tube. Jeffrey's tube uh, hatch looking at the, where the, the bomb, bomb is placed. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the scene. Zero dialogue. I don't remember any of the dialogue in it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get points for having dialogue. That's the bare no, minimum. No, they just talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Romance. The only Zero. the only good the only good dialogue really in the whole the whole episode was when they talked about 
the Borg going back in time and the Enterprise helping Zephram Cochran. Oh, wait, that does happen in the Holotype, though, doesn't it? Because she's and talking my, about time, time paradoxes. The pogo. I don't know. No, that's right before. That's it. when she's it's talking. Right before it. That's when she's talking with the lieutenant in preparation for going into holodeck. It's right before. And it. so, yeah. and so that's the time paradox. And so the enterprise helps Sephram Cochran with his first warp flight. And then she goes, you're welcome. That was funny. I liked that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also like the dialogue when Tom is convincing seven to play ping pong, yeah. but the, I understand. But none of yes. that was in the holodeck. So zero for dialogue. No. Zero. Romance is a zero. zero. There's no argument for anything there. Action, zero. I don't think they're looking at a thing. It's zero, zero. right? Yeah. Triceros. Suspense. A little bit. One. Like, There's no don't suspense. Know who did it. Who planted There's the no suspense. At this point, we didn't know who planted the bomb. Yeah. Right, but... I didn't feel that in this holodeck scene. All they're doing is staring at the bomb, being like, it is this is flat. where the bomb is. Yeah. This is what it is. <laughs> I'm going to say one. Okay. Zero. One from from Mark. I'm saying a zero too. Because again, if if I miss a scene, like if I just don't <laughs> notice this happening while three watching miss it. it. We all three missed the scene. <laughs> Every single one of us. It's just not a good scene. Yeah. Camp. Zero. Just, it's not campy. Zero. They're just talking about stuff. Stakes. This is the one 0.5. category where it's like 0.5. <laughs> no, Come on. there's stakes. If she doesn't, if, if she's learning if she, about. If she doesn't know what the bomb looks like, what is she supposed to look for? I get that. And the vo- like, and Voyager will be destroyed. So I put 1.5. Yeah. This right. may be our lowest rated episode ever. I it, know. It is going to be. It's a 0.5 for me still. I just 0.5. didn't feel the stakes. <laughs> And I said, no, you don't feel it because the thing is, it's not present in that scene. It's stupid. It's a stupid scene. scene. (laughs) All they, all, they didn't have to go into a holodeck to look at the fucking thing. All they they had to do is show her a picture, which they already did. She knows, and she knows what it looks like because she has seen it through her implant multiple times in the past. Right. Actually, no, she hasn't because this is a new seven, I guess. Yeah. The other one died. Yeah. Still just show the, show the, the schematics of Voyager. She'll know. She can figure that out. I know, but it's, it's, you know, it's TV. Yeah. Visually, it's a it's point for five audience. for me. It's, it's a for point the five. audience so that we know what to look for. It's a one for me. Computer, what's her final score? <laughs> Calculating. 0.22. This is our worst episode. This is the worst holiday episode of all time. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if it can be topped or bottomed. I don't know if it can be topped. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> The, ep- the no episode value. itself, I, I would say it's a mid to low tier Voyager episode. Like it's not, it's not no. terrible, but it's, it's a fine episode, but the holodeck, no, nothing. Oh God, no. <laughs> That's how I feel about that episode. Um, if you enjoy this podcast and if you enjoy Star Trek and you want to keep listening to it, you should definitely subscribe to the podcast on your podcast listening device and um uh app uh also leave us a review a written review is great the second best thing you can do for us is share the podcast with somebody else the sorry i just want to give a heads up that we are going to be doing oh i didn't do the announcement i know do it (laughs) do the announcement 
No, we should all do the announcement. At once? Okay, ready? One, two, three. Two, three. March Madness for Star Relativity is a bad episode. We're going to do a March Madness bracket of the top 32 episodes that we have rated. Yes. And we are going to pit them against each other right. to undefinitively <laughs> find out which episode is the best holiday episode that we've rated so far. And it's not, this isn't going to take over. Yeah. But this isn't going to take over our current ratings. Nope. Like the big goodbye is still going to be the best, ep- but we're going to give it, you know, a second look just for fun of okay. like this tournament. Um, Keep an eye out on the Discord, on Twitter, and on uh, Instagram, Instagram, Reddit. We're going to have uh, a blank bracket so you can fill it out if you want to. Um, yeah. yeah. And we'll have voting so, for people to do if you go and vote too. So, yeah. Exactly. So uh, it's going to be a blast. We've never done anything like it before. <laughs> We're four years in or whatever, three years in, and it's time to, Ten years in. to shake things up. We just watched the worst holodeck episodes of all and time. so we need to we, we throw it. In, should we throw it into the <laughs> into the mix? Just to and and the wild card underdog story. <laughs> yeah, right. That's if we did the sixty eighth episode. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. Uh, okay. Sorry. So back to the regularly scheduled outro. Yeah. Um, cool. I already did my part. We belong to an amazing podcast network <laughs> called Indiesaurus. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. <laughs> Check out some of their other programming. Yeah. We just had somebody from a couple of their other shows on uh, last yeah. week. Uh, Gary. Sounded like it was a, a great episode. So, Yeah, it was a blast. The intro and outro music was provided by the artist Bodyline, used with the permission of the Midwest Collective. The- uh Verona Blue, thanks for the uh, computer voice. Appreciate it. We have a Discord. Uh, that's a fun romp. Come join our Discord. Uh, we are talking about new Picard. Um, people share memes, daily games for Wordle and other things. I'm gonna. I'm, I, that reminds me. I'm going to uh, make a new text channel. That's just for that Picard. Is specifically for Picard, and I'll put in it like Picard spoilers beware so that people don't have to keep doing the whole like redacted text of a conversation <laughs> in new track <laughs> sounds good um yeah it's it's a good time um cbs viacom paramount global we are just a fan podcast please leave us alone the um the app is fine this week Man, but i i but I love that Paramount has gotten to this place, and a lot of a lot of people are now too, where they're like, "We have to have streaming. We have to have streaming. We have to have streaming." And they're like, "Oh wait, hold on, streaming's not financially viable." I didn't. We did, how did we not realize this? And some guys like I've been telling you guys, Netflix is operating at a loss at all times. Like, yeah, it's just <laughs> a, it, it's a different market. They didn't realize what they were doing. Uh, <laughs> Netflix is a tech stock. Or claimed to be yeah. a tech stock, but it's not really that. And now the bomb's dropping out. <laughs> now, I think a lot of people think that this, they're cutting Discovery to save money, which it certainly will. But um, you know, I think they have a new flagship show. Is the other thing? Yeah, Discovery was a flagship show, but Strange New Worlds is a smash hit. And it yeah. was a subscriber driver. Like it literally drove yeah, people signed the, up to yeah. watch yeah. Stranger yeah. Worlds. So I think reassessing the situation and seeing, okay, like where's our flagship show? Yeah. Let's move it on to that. 
Discovery, and I think Discovery has finally found its footing, but it's um, it's extremely expensive, and I don't think they're getting the same sort of return. social media return. On it. My yeah. thing was yeah. think about what think about the last time we saw a sci-fi show that was direct to streaming this big budget go five seasons. I can't think of one, maybe game of Thrones being a fantasy show, but even that was on HBO, um, which is you can, I think you can still get HBO on your, by cable providers and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so it was an accomplishment. It was a huge accomplishment. And so I'm sad to see it go, but still, um, I, it's, I understand it from a business perspective. I get it too. And they're going to be bringing Showtime in onto the 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 Paramount. So like, I I just I just love that all these big companies were like, we have to compete for streaming, and then realize that they can't make money off of it. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it should be pretty easy when you're charging fucking ten dollars a month. I, I don't know, and I, I, clearly they're not paying a lot of developers to make sure those apps are running no. well. So. Oh man. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. So much content on Paramount Plus is not stuff that I would be particularly interested in. New Survivor. Yeah. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I like that's it. like really cheap to make, right? Like I feel like that's the bread and butter of any platform is reality. It's reality television. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Folks, see you next week. Have a good one. Have long and prosper. I think next episode will come out the Eyes of March.